Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Bellingham, Washington to Anchorage, Alaska, and from Burnaby, British Columbia to wherever it may be, you're listening across GNAC Nation. Welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Tonight, we talk a little bit about uh, fall sports, the ending of fall sports. We're going to talk cross-country here in just a moment, women's golf coming up. And we're going to begin to turn the corner into the winter sports campaign, talk a little women's basketball a little later tonight. But leading off the program, it is my great pleasure to be joined once again by Pee Wee Halsell, Western Washington's head cross country and track and field coach. His Vikings and he back in Bellingham after an unbelievable run, both literally and figuratively, at the GNAC Cross Country Championships this past Saturday in Billings, Montana. The Western women won the team's first ever cross country title, and the Western men won their fifth title, but their first in 10 years. Coach Halsell, thanks for joining us tonight. And I guess the first question is Has the magnitude of your victories, and I say it plural because both the men's and women's team brought home, uh, brought home hardware, has that sunk in yet for you and members of your squads? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I think we're we're reveling in the in that success, and uh, but we're also looking forward because we still have the you know the rest of the season to go. We've got two big meets, hopefully, uh, you know. So coming up to the regional meet, but yes, they're very excited, and and uh, it's fun to have that back on campus. If we would have had the opportunity to talk before the meet. Did you have any inkling that uh, both squads would run as well as they did? And when I say as well as they did, your women's team had three runners finish in the top 10. And with that, you were able to knock off the defending champion Alaska Anchorage squad. And for your men, you had four runners finish within four seconds of each other to place in the top 10. (laughs) Did you have an inkling that you were going to have your runners collectively run those kind of uh, times? Uh, you know, it was a fun thing to see that. I mean, both both uh, men's and women's teams to go. They had four come right in with each other. You know, we went. Uh, but that was fun. I didn't know it was going to be quite that well. I knew that we had a chance because we had beaten uh, the teams, uh, you know, Anchorage the two weeks before that. And uh, so I knew it was going to be very tight on the women's side. And I felt like the men had a, a pretty good thing, but they ran a just amazing uh, races. That was just so much fun to see those kids just come in one right after the other. And uh, it was, like I say, that's pretty cool. We have followed cross country as, as a fan for years, but I don't think I've ever talked to you or any cross country coach about this. And it sticks out to me because in this case, both the men and women, they ran in such tight packs. Is that something that you can coach or does that just have to happen and, and uh, become part of a race? 
Well, I, I think you can coach it. I think you have to have the right kids. So, you know, I mean, and and these uh, they're all about the very all of them are talented athletes, uh, but all of them are about the same, and that's our strength is that we are able to run in that pack, you know, and and these these guys are determined. They're they're out there with you know they're running for a purpose, and and it's fun to watch them do that. But we do practice that uh, in in our workouts uh, is as best we can. So, uh, so we do, you can practice it. When, when you run like that, does that have a tendency? Uh, because again, some days you have it, some days you don't, that's just any athlete from any sports going to tell you that. But when you're able to practice and when you're able to run in a group like that, if you don't have it that day, but obviously somebody else in this pack does, do they have a tendency to pull you along with them? And, and can stronger runners uh, help runners that maybe aren't having their best day? Yeah, I think you can. I think, you know, I, you know, as I talked to the women and, and Jane, you know, she's our top runner, but she, you know, uh, it was a, you know, they were so close and they were able to help push, you know, somebody's getting tired, you know, they're, and and whatever they were able to encourage each other uh, on that and that happens on the men's side and it it just happens i mean you you've got your 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 friends there you've got your teammates there and they can help you and push you along and it's just i think you, it can feed on that you know uh did everyone have a great race i mean i think the kid young man that's been our number 1 runner was our number 5 runner on um on saturday and he had that bad run but he wasn't that far behind i mean I, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, he was 16th place. Okay. So, uh, but, so I think we've even got a tighter group there that could have five come in on that guy's side. So, uh, and not too far off on the women, but anyway, so it's, it's, it's good, but they can help each other and they do encourage each other while they're running. Even if you don't say anything, just seeing your teammate, I think helps. You had kind of an interesting change in plan uh, on Saturday. When when you got to Billings Thursday or Friday, not sure when the Vikings got there, the temperatures were somewhere in the 65 to 70 degree range and, and sunny. Come race time on Saturday morning, things had taken a definite turn for the worse, and you actually had to run the GNAC cross-country championships in snow back there in Billings, Montana. Did that in any way make you change or make your teams change any strategy? Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think it did. I think uh, we went out uh, to run as as a uh, as a pack and as a team there, and went out. And I don't. I don't think it changed. It may have changed some of the front runners uh, whether they wanted to go out hard, but it was a, it was a pretty hot. You know that those top runners ran good times, and so. Uh, and the snow may have slowed down the pace, uh, which, uh, but it didn't really change what we were going to do. We knew where we wanted to be in, in the, the, the race, and, and we knew we wanted to be running together because that's our strength, uh, especially this year, is that we don't have this front runner, but we have a pack. That's close enough to the front, especially at a GNAC championship, to, to uh, come out and, and win a championship. Pee Wee Halsell, Western Washington head cross country and track and field coach is joining us. We're talking about the Vikings sweep at the GNAC cross country championships on Saturday. Men with their first uh, title in 10 years, but the fifth overall. 
And for the women, it's the Vikings' first ever women's cross-country title. I know you're very, very proud of both. But what does it feel like as a coach to be able to say now, yes, I have taken teams on both the men's and women's sides to cross-country championships at this level? Uh, It's uh, something I've been looking for and and striving for on the women's side for a long time. I I mean, I've been there before, uh, uh, but it it was a very proud moment for for that ladies, and it was the first race, and so that was a very – fun thing but then to go right back into that men's race and and uh see them to do it and uh, and at such a level that was uh just put icing on the cake and i get to eat it on top of that so it was <laughs> it was just a, a blast it was a lot of fun uh they ran well uh and it, it's just a lot of fun to be in a in a, in a great a conference like we have now, as you mentioned at the top of our uh, of our segment here on GNAC Insider tonight, yeah, this is great. It's great to be able to reflect on, on winning the GNAC men's and women's cross-country titles, but you have more in store. Talk a little bit for a moment what you expect at the regionals, who are going to be some of the other top teams there, and where do you think the, the Vikings could, uh, could end up at regionals? Well, uh, you know, just looking at what, uh, of course, Watching our our conference, especially on our women's side, it's uh, uh, any though. I mean, it could be, you know, we won it this week, but Anchorage could win it or Seattle Pacific. I mean, it's a, a three teams that are are very solid. On the guys' side, we've got a little bit of an advantage there. But looking at the other conferences, the Pac West and the CCCA, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be tough. I think Chico uh, State is is you know your top but and and we could be anywhere from second to sixth <laughs> in that regional championship it's that close i think on both sides it, it just looks and i think you know but it, so i i look to hope hopefully we can squeeze into that top three but it's going to be tough uh tough and that's what we're hoping for uh but we want to get as close to that as possible but it could be as high as second place but like i say on that women's side it could be uh, GNAC is uh, is pretty tough. I mean, Chico is like I say up front, but it's going to be a tight, tight race for that second and third spots on both 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 men and women. Well, Coach Halsell, congratulations on winning the GNAC championships, men's and women's teams. Uh, I know that you're going to uh, proudly represent not only Western Washington University but the GNAC at the upcoming regionals. Good luck there. Let's hope it's higher than rather than lower for both your squads at that regional meet. And, and who knows, maybe we'll have the opportunity to talk again about uh, Western Washington's exploits in cross country here before, uh, before the end of the year here on GNAC Insider. I'd look forward to that. Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> Pee Wee Halsell Thanks joining us tonight from Bellingham. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining us. Very welcome. GNAC Insider, it's Tuesday night. We are going to move to women's golf. Uh, We have a star from Simon Fraser University. Emily Leung is going to join us. Uh, She's had had some real good success as of late. We'll have the opportunity to talk about that with Emily when she joins us on GNAC Insider right after this timeout. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called... Getting your bell rung. High impact shots to the head. 
Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. And welcome back. It's my pleasure now to be joined on GNAC Insider by Emily Leung, golf standout for Simon Fraser's women's golf team. Emily, thank you for joining us tonight from there in Burnaby. Hi, thanks for having me here. You won the Division II West Region preview this last Monday and Tuesday at the Legends Course down in Carlsbad, California. You had a final score of two under 142 over two rounds, and you actually tied a GNAC women's golf single round record with a 69 in the first round. I want to go back to your play there. 69 on the first round. When did you know that you had things going your way? Yeah, so that day was actually really good. It's actually, I like, it was my lowest tournament score. I made actually eight birdies on that round, and it was my putting was just rolling really good, and ball striking was also on point, which helps me to really hit it really close, and also make a ton of birdies. And I really, I didn't really know I actually shoot 69 until I actually calculate my score. And actually, like the last hole, 18 hole, the par save. Uh, really, like, really crucial, and I'm really glad that I actually broke my own personal record too. Well, that that is certainly an accomplishment and a score that any anyone would be happy to record in any round of golf on any course. But let's talk about that Legends course down there in Carlsbad, California. What did it play? Was it a long course? Talk a little bit about the conditions and the course you had to play to win that uh, D2 West Region preview last weekend. Or last week, I should say. Yeah, there are a few par four that's uh, pretty long. There's like uh, around like 390 yards to 400 yards. So a lot of such and shot have to hit like three wood and five wood. So that's definitely uh, really tough. But then uh, the par fives is uh, the place where I actually made most of my birdies because uh, I have really good putting and also my short game is pretty good too so that helped and then that course uh, I really, really liked it like the greens was not extremely fast it's in really good conditions and I really like the layout and I think it fits my games really well. Well, not only does it fit your game really well, it must have fit your team's game really well, too, because you led the clan to a third-place tie at that West Region preview. So everybody played pretty well uh, down there in, in Carlsbad, California, but that's really not, not a, much of a surprise because the clan team you're on this year is placed in the top three as a team 
in all four tournaments it's played this fall. Why have you individually, obviously, but as a group, what has made you so successful this year? Yeah, so I think we have uh, three really solid incoming freshmen and also a really great group of returning players. And we just keep on pushing each other. And like our first tournament win at our home tournament really helped build up uh, the momentum and also confidence that leads us to the victory and also a success in the later tournament. Emily Leung, Simon Fraser, women's golf star, is joining us. We mentioned that the teams played well. You played so well. You've been in the top ten at all four of the clans' tournaments this year. You have won lots of awards during your time there at Simon Fraser. You were the GNAC Freshman of the Year, GNAC Player of the Year, two-time first-team all-GNAC performer. When did you start playing golf? I actually started when I was four years old, where my dad just uh, brings me to a golf driving range, and I started playing uh, competitive golf when I was eight years old, so it's a long time already. What was it about the sport that intrigued you? I think that with a challenge, like playing a different golf course or even playing the same golf course, you'll be facing different shots and conditions. So I think that challenges me, and also it's very interesting. It's also like a mental game, so it helps build my and helps build my personality and grow as a person. And it's also good to uh, it's like can be individual sports, but also a team sport. So I really like that combinations. Now, your your hometown is listed as Richmond, B.C., but as I understand it, you were raised in Hong Kong and then graduated from the Yu Chung International School. What was it about Simon Fraser that, that made you want to go to school there, and what are you studying, and what will you graduate with when you uh, when you complete your degree? Yeah, so, yeah, I want to, like, play in high-level golf, so obviously, like, uh, Simon Fraser is the only like NCAA uh, school in Canada, and also Simon Fraser uh, offers a really good pro- co-op program and also a business program. So I'm now in uh, business, uh, concentrating in accounting and also doing a psychology minor. So uh, for the future, I'm hoping to pursue my CPA and work as an accountant, but I'm also like open to the opportunity to like work in maybe golf industry or turning pro, depending how everything goes next year. Well, when you talk about turning pro, you certainly have the established reputation to be able to do that. What do you think you would need to do to to make that dream take place? Is there a certain part of your game you want to see improve over the next year you think you need to work on? Because, again, the way you're playing right now, you're playing at an extremely high level. Yeah, so definitely I think uh, fitness and also like the – driving distance would be something that I want to improve on because if I can hit the ball further and I can definitely uh, hit some, like hitch, like a shorter iron to the green, but also like work on my short game to have a better chipping and so I can actually save more pars and uh, able to uh, play some longer golf course. Well, Emily, congratulations on winning that Division II West Region preview last week down there in Carlsbad, California. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to the clan on a great, great fall golf campaign. 
Thanks for joining us tonight. Continued success on the links, continued success in the classroom, and, and hopefully we'll have a chance again to talk sometime uh, here on GNAC Insider. Thanks for joining us tonight from up there in Burnaby, British Columbia. Yes, thanks for having me here. Thank you. Em- Emily Leung, Simon Fraser, golf standout, joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Time for us now to go around the GNAC. Although Western Washington, as we talked about, swept the team awards at the GNAC Cross-Country Championships, it was Alaska Anchorage's Emma Chalimo and Felix Kemboy. They were the two individual champions at that meet. It was Chalimo's second consecutive win at the GNAC Championships. In Bellingham, Washington, after seeing its 17-game win streak come to an end two weeks ago, the Western Washington volleyball team bounced back last week with a pair of three set wins at home over Concordia on Thursday and Western Oregon on Saturday. In Burnaby, B.C., the Western Washington men's soccer team defeated Simon Fraser 2-1 in a battle of the GNAC's top two teams. Gerog Koalava scored two goals and had two assists on his way to being named the GNAC Offensive Player of the Week and the United Soccer Coaches D2 Men's Soccer Player of the Week. And in Ellensburg, Washington, the Central Washington football team defeated Simon Frazier 62-10 at home on Saturday in the only GNAC matchup of the week. The Wildcats improved to 3-1 in conference play. They are tied now for first place with Western Oregon. That's what happened last week around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Looking ahead, women's basketball getting set to tip off. Matter of fact, we're going to have the opportunity to talk some women's basketball with a great women's basketball head coach, Ryan McCarthy, from the University of Alaska Anchorage. We'll get to that conversation when GNAC Insider resumes after this timeout. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, statistics, and more for all 11 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC.tv. When I first came to SFU, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. When I got into my second semester, I suddenly wasn't so sure what I wanted to do anymore. So I started to explore a little bit. Archaeology, communications, history, even kinesiology. And then I decided to go on exchange to France for a year. I was an orientation leader for a year, became a community advisor in residence, helped start a choir. I even took a rowing course. After SFU, I have lots of possibilities of what I could do. But whatever I do, I know I'll be ready for it. It's GNAC Insider, and we're going to have the opportunity to talk right now with a man who is about as far away from Alaska as he could be, Ryan McCarthy, the head coach of the University of Alaska Anchorage women's basketball team. He's in Laurenburg, North Carolina tonight, as the Seawolves are going to be taking on St. Andrews there this evening in a game that's going to tip off just a little more than 90 minutes from now. Hey, Ryan, thanks for joining us tonight from uh, Laurenburg, North Carolina. Yeah, thank you. We actually, we just finished our game, uh, and we're headed to Wilmington right now. Okay, I got the, I got my times backwards. Obviously, Eastern time is before Pacific Coast time. Well, okay, give us a rundown on the contest tonight. How did the Seawolves play? Um, we've got a long ways to go, uh, but we, we won tonight. Uh, 97 to 62. 
um, and we scrimmage UNC Wilmington tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Now, this marks the official opening of the women's basketball campaign, but not only do you have a scrimmage set tomorrow, the team's going to head to Durham on Sunday, November the 3rd, to take on Duke. Yeah, that's the Blue Devil Duke. Now, this is not the first time, Ryan, I understand it, that you have taken on a team from Duke. Can you talk a little bit about your past experiences there and maybe what you expect on Sunday? Yeah, we've always had a, um, a good relationship with the, the Duke women's staff there, and they've they've always treated us really well just in terms of, you know, being able to practice on campus and, you know, spend some time in Cameron Indoor. But Duke's just a really talented team, and, um, you know, I, I always like going down there to compete against them because we're able to see what our weaknesses are uh, at that level just because any, any little mistake that you make, uh, you know, when you're playing a, a really good power five team uh it gets turned into points so for us we're just we're held accountable to every little thing and i think it you know helps our us coaches learn a lot about our team and i think our ladies you know get a taste of what it's like to compete at the highest level well you have led the seawolves to some tremendous victories in in your years there five consecutive regular season titles for the seawolves you're in your eighth year there 19 and one in conference play last season. But as you said, at the top of this conversation, you've got a little bit, uh, a little bit to learn this year because you've only got one starter back from last year's team. So how will this year's version of the Seawolves be any different from, uh, from the great teams you've had in recent history? Yeah, I think this is as athletic of a team as we've had um, in quite some time. And so I think we've got a lot of potential um, but you know we're we're teaching everybody what our system is and and trying to you know instill the culture in everybody at this point in time. So you know it's just it's just one of those things we have to be a little bit more patient than we have in the past, just uh, because of all the new faces that we have this year. So you know I'm excited uh, because we do have a lot of potential and this group has an opportunity to put their own signature on what what it means to be part of our program. Um, but you know, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons we're taking this, this trip down here is to, to come down and compete against the very best and, and take that, you know, those learning opportunities back to when we start competing against Division Two teams again. When I said you only have one starter back, I've watched your teams over the years, and being a starter for the Seawolves is prestigious, I know, but it doesn't really mean much in terms of playing time because you put in substitutes as quick as any coach uh, in, in, in college basketball at, at any level, uh, men's, women's in the nation. You, uh, you basically, do you have a, do you have a time frame? Do you, do you say oh, about two minutes, two and a half minutes, we want to start rotating players in? Do you have, do you have it set in your mind that way? No, um, I kind of just do it off feel. You know, sometimes I get angry and pull someone out. Um, you know, sometimes it's, um, you know, we we have certain rules that if you break one of them, you automatically come out of the game. Um, but I think when we're at our best is when um, the ladies are just substituting themselves out. So they all have a position, um, and they know that what the expectation is in terms of playing as hard as they possibly can. And when we're really rolling – I don't really have to do as many substitutions in terms of uh, making that decision. They kind of make it for me in terms of, you know, giving a fist and let me know that they're, they're tired and 
getting the other person in at their position in. Ryan McCarthy, Alaska Anchorage head women's basketball coach, joining us tonight from Laurenburg, North Carolina, where his team was victorious against St. Andrews this evening and playing Duke, as we mentioned, this coming Sunday down there in Durham. What do you think? And again, I know we're just getting the season underway, but uh, look ahead uh, just a little bit and, and tell me what you expect out of the uh, out of the GNAC conference this year. It has been strong, uh, well, historically over the years. This year looks like it's going to be another year from top to bottom, where it's going to be. And again, it's the cliche, but on any given night. Yeah, I think, I think our conference is really good. Um, you know, I, I would say it's it's usually the best in the West, um, and especially because of the travel that, that everyone has to do. Um, but this year, you know, I, I, I picked Central Washington to, to win the league this particular season. Um, you know, they have a lot of returners and, um, you know, they have very good point guard play. Uh, and I think Western will be really good getting – um, their point guard back um, from a season ago, and I think that just made their team a, a little bit better um, where other ladies had to step up for them. Um, but I think it's going to be very, very competitive. Northwest Nazarene has a good team. Um, I think Billings is a team that, that a lot of people could sleep on, and Concordia's got a player that could could score 30 at any night, and I think they could beat anybody in our league. Simon Fraser, um, you know, I think they're they're loaded with talent too. So, you know, it's just a very competitive uh, team, and I and I and I do think that that we have a good squad up up here in Anchorage. So, um, I think you know once everybody kind of settles into their role, and you know right now we're we're not playing with our our point guard um, that's, that that would have started for us, and I think that's making us better at this point too. Well, it's going to be an exciting basketball campaign, and and I'll tell you one thing, you make it exciting. If you have the opportunity this year, get out and watch that University of Alaska Anchorage Seawolves team and, and uh, cheer them on if you're a fan of the Seawolves, because I'll tell you one thing, you get you get your money's worth there uh, because it's always a, a whale of a ball game when you see them on the floor, and, and against any GNAC competition, it's always tons of fun, so Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, uh, being with us again. I've enjoyed be- being around you in your coaching days. Remember you playing back there at Northwest Nazarene a long time ago, so we've been affiliated for a long time now. Always love having you on GNAC Insider. I hope we can do it again sometime very soon. All right, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Ryan McCarthy joining us tonight, the head coach from the University of Alaska Anchorage after their team's victory this evening against St. Andrews back there on the East Coast. Well, coming up this week around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference tonight in Burnaby, the Simon Fraser volleyball team is hosting Western Washington. I would uh, invite you to, to visit the live stream and take a look at the live stats link on the GNAC website following tonight's GNAC Insider. The Concordia St. Martins and Western Washington men's and women's golf teams are competing this week at the Dennis Rose Intercollegiate in Waikoloa, Hawaii. The tournament will end tomorrow. Go to GNACsports.com for all the results. With two conference games remaining for each of the GNACs football teams, Western Oregon and Central Washington both stand at the top of the standings with three and one records, and they look to keep pace this week. The Wolves will head north to Simon Fraser while the Wildcats will travel south to Azusa Pacific. Those games, of course, on Saturday. And in Seattle, 
the Seattle Pacific women's soccer team can become the second team to clinch a spot in the GNAC championships with a Concordia loss on Thursday or a win by the Falcons on Saturday. Western Washington already punched its ticket last week. Well, remember that for the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACsports.com to find news, stats, standings, and so much more. Also, you can connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider, and we will do so right after this timeout. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. Well, just time to say, say thanks to our guests tonight here on GNAC Insider. Ryan McCarthy, Alaska Anchorage head women's basketball coach. Emily Leung, Simon Frazier, women's golf standout. And Pee Wee Halsell, Western Washington's head cross country and track and field coach for joining us. Of course, thanks to our producer, Kaho Akau and Dave Hagland, the commissioner of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And thanks to you for joining us as well. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. for our next edition of GNAC Insider. Until then, I'm Robert Lowry saying so long for now. You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.